Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Smod Coast Morning Show, Tuesday, Left Coast Edition. I am your solo host for now, uh, Marty Yu. Uh, we do a weekly podcast where we just talk about nothing in particular, and this might be a, a more nothing podcast than normal because I am right now alone with the two dogs, and the dogs are just licking the microphone. I'm not even turning them on, um, and they're not offering, they're not doing good uh, improv, which is uh, adding information. They're just, they're just like useless. Um, actually, but I think. Uh, Kruger's on his way here um, as we speak, um, and I don't know where Emily is. Dan is on t- hiatus right now doing iZombie um, for the CW. He's producing that, uh, and but he might, he might um, we might get him for a, a little bit next week. We'll see. Uh, and then Bill is still overseas somewhere. He comes back in the next couple of days, so he'll be back next week, hopefully, and uh, if you want to Join in on the conversation. That's uh, we can, you know, be reached at Twitter at Nooner Dan Marty. Uh, we will read your tweets as we go. Um, so good morning to Lou and Peter WG and uh, STE Boost, Great Redshift Tyson and Darren, who are both manning the Tumblr page. That's TuesdaysMornings.tumblr.com and Michael Benhock in Germany, Jadelin and John. And by the way, we did uh, record an, a podcast last week. I don't know what the status is. I will check in with Will Wilkins, who's the master of all these sorts of things, and who gets us on the air every week uh, live. So thank you for doing that, Will. There's because of the um, HBO was in uh, London. The guy who normally handles um, the our audio stuff is in the UK, and so he's been uh, occupied with that. So there's probably some sort of miscommunication there. My apologies. We will rec- rectify that as soon as possible. Um, and let's see. Jeez, uh, I'm used to people just yelling at me. Oh, wow. Adamaros uh, in Israel said, Good morning, though I had missiles dropping near my house. Sucks living in Israel right now. Yeah, it's a crazy time to be in Israel. That's... Um, that's really frightening. I hope uh, everything goes safely for you there. Uh, I normally start off talking <laughs> about uh, politics, and nobody's rolling their eyes because it's just me. This is kind of scary. Well, today, right now, there's a typhoon, Nyoguri, that is hitting land in Japan. And uh, I guess Nyoguri, I don't know how they name those typhoons over there, but it is a raccoon and dog sort of like creature that lives in Korea. Uh, So this is like one of the biggest typhoons to hit Japan. It's hit uh, southern Japan, Okinawa, uh, in decades. And it, you know, it fits into what climate scientists have been saying in the face of human-caused climate change. Because of increased greenhouse gases, we should expect uh, higher overall temperatures and extreme weather events. And sure enough, May was the hottest man record in the past 130 years of recording uh, climate data. We humans have not seen a hotter spring month. And... um, yeah, and of course, these individual weather events, or even a month of a hot month, that doesn't necessarily mean climate change. But um, the accumulation of all these data uh, that fit in with the climate scientists' predictions uh, that these things are happening, that that uh, goes in support of the uh, the uh, global warming. Um, and 
sorry. Um, so yeah, and and you know for. Uh, it totally fits in because also CO2 concentrations have reached over 400 uh, parts per million, which is, uh, hasn't been that high. Uh, and carbon dioxide is a big greenhouse gas, and, and that hasn't been that high in over a million years or even as high as 15 million years. So, and, you know, the humans, humans have only been on this earth for 200,000 years, and it's insane to think that we cause that much damage in so little time. But in fate, in the, so, we're faced with all the, this mounting evidence and we have all this data and yet people still refuse to believe that humans are the, and the burning of fossil fuels is the, the causing this global change. And there's like, it, it, there's this really disgusting meme that's going around, or I don't know if it's a trend of some sorts. Uh, it's called rolling coal. So these people as a, a protest to the, um, uh, the whole, um, environmentalist movement, which they think is preposterous, they are customizing their diesel trucks to purposely burn diesel fuel in the tailpipes, so it just produces these clouds of dense black smoke. And so it's meant to be this fuck you to all the Prius owners out there, and you can go online, and there are people posting on Instagram, and this, that, and the other, and it's so... um, It's... It's annoying just because it's this they're shitting on science and data like that this is happening and they're just saying they're like nero playing the violin while rome is burning uh and like when i was in alaska i was in alaska that when we were off for two weeks i was watching this glacier and then this asshole was had the audacity to say like and the liberals are saying we're causing this to disappear as if because we were at the glacier it proved that climate change wasn't happening. But meanwhile, the glacier had been receding by as much as two miles in the past 30 years. So it, anyhow, it, I'm, so he said, I said, well, I, you know, I mentioned some data and he said, well, there's no way to prove that we're causing global warming. But that's the same sort of argument that they use when they say, oh, there's no way to prove that cigarettes cause cancer. And so we can pull like seven, you know, hundred year old people who smoke every day and say, well, see, this is proof that these guys have been smoking for 80 years and they're not dead. But meanwhile, it ignores the millions who have died from uh, getting cancer from smoking. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't mean that smoking doesn't cause cancer. And meanwhile, 97% of climate scientists agree. I mean, this this is all data I've mentioned over and over again. Um, 97% of uh, climate scientists agree that we're causing climate change and um, and so then the Republicans say, well, you know, I'm no scientist. I just know what I know, and I don't. I choose not to believe the science. And this goes back to, I mean, this is part of human nature. So there was a study at Yale that, um, that where they were looking at people's uh, science education and then how that fit in with... So just because you were educated in science doesn't... When their belief system was already set... They chose, uh, even though they they sat through and learned evolution, they chose not to believe it, um, just because their the their belief system was so ingrained. Uh, and the same thing is is true of um, you know the the uh, age of the Earth, uh, the way that uh, or climate change for that matter. And so it's just much more convenient to um, to not change your the foundation of your personality than to embrace the the science that's in front of you um so like but the thing is like if i you know i'm not a believer uh in uh 
Christ, but if I saw some dude walking in water and multiplying fish, I might change my mind and think, oh, that could be the Son of God there. But meanwhile, these religious people, when faced with similar uh, phenomena, they choose not to believe that. So I don't know what there's what can be done about it. I don't think that there is anything that can be done to change these people's minds. Uh, you just gotta um, wait for those people to die. And um, yeah, I, anyhow. But there is some good news. So I don't think that. Oh my God, who's that? What? Who? It's Jesus. Oh my God! You just walked on. Uh, wait, you want me to turn you up? No, I could. <laughs> Anyhow, Jesus just walked in the room. He's a, he's a Jew with a beard. Good morning, my children. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Kruger, for joining us. I was just on a, a, an uninterrupted rant about, well, not even a rant. It's just a discussion, a one-sided discussion. Yeah, the discussion precludes two people. Well, right. So my point was that like, no matter what, what science we create, um, we're not going to change people's minds about climate change who, if they choose not to believe it. Uh, and they will just ignore the things that don't fit in with the worldview, and then they will... Uh, I, I think it's good that they exist. Sure. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but the, here's no, the... Not a problem. I think it's good. Oh, well, how, explain explain well, We need to restart the planet anyway. So the, fa- right. the faster we drill and the faster we pollute, the sooner there'll be less of us, and then whatever is coming next can take well, over. Well, see, here's the thing. The so, time of the hamsters is soon. Uh, and the hamsters and the cockroaches? The cockroaches. They'll, they'll rule yeah. the planet. Well, you know, my sister, she got solar panels and, and her... Uh, because right, right now, the, the big argument against fossil fuels, or, or for fossil fuels, is that, well, you know, we're, we're stuck. You know, we're, we're addicted to coal. And there's nothing we can do to change I'm that. I'm addicted to Vicodin. Well, that's a oh, different thing. Okay. Um, and so, like, you know, the infra- infrastructure is so deeply ingrained that we can't, we can't switch to, to something renewable. Meanwhile, uh, my sister got solar panels, and so she has, um, you know, bills that, like, electric bills that are zero, because her, her solar covers everything. And, in fact, in, um, in Australia, there's, uh, people are really, at, you know, uh, adopting solar panels there. And so that's that in Melbourne, or, I'm sorry, in Brisbane, I think it was, there, um, oh my god, this, my internet is so slow, um, no, it's all right. I'm torrenting some movies here. Yeah, that's, that's what fine. I thought. So, tying up your bandwidth. No, it's okay. Just don't let it... Just um, make sure you delete the torrent as soon A as Galaxy it. of the Guardians cam from Russia I'm, I'm downloading, so we can, we can watch it after the no. show. Oh, good. It's, I didn't even know it was finished yet. So It's, it's not. Uh, they, they show unfinished movies in Russia. So in Queensland right now, there are times during the day when it is... When the they're not buying uh, coal power because the people are using solar so much and it's feeding back into the grid. And so mm. this is so it is possible and they think by 2018 that in Australia they there will not be a need for coal. Um you know, it could be economic uh economically viable for big cities to rely on solar. And and there's a in Germany there was a, a this graduate student did this um a a study of how much um like of the Sahara, if you converted it into um, solar panels, like how much you would need to power the, the earth, to provide all the electricity of the earth. And it's like surprisingly small. Four city blocks. Four city blocks. No, no. It's um, basically uh, 
what is it? Um, hold on, I wrote it down here. It's 254 kilometers by 254 kilometers. Is that a lot? I mean, that is I don't a, know. that's a huge... I'm an, I'm an American. I know miles and Yeah, well, whatever. Just cut it in half or something like that, you know. Um, <laughs> it's like 60% of that. So, um, but that's a, that's a... Obviously, that's a huge amount of, of space, but in the vast amount of the Earth, that's like 0.01267% of the Earth that you would need to cover to supply all the electricity of the Earth. But how would you get the power to all those people? Right. Well, no, I, I know, of course, that, that, is the, that is the issue. But the, the bigger issue is that like, you just don't need that much um, space. And, if, and distribution is, a, is the, the key thing. And I don't think they were proposing building one power station for the entire world in the Sahara. If we were, it would be in Africa. They'd be like... What are you doing? Eh, you're, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a little bright around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you take your goats and go somewhere else? Yeah. Go yeah, have, you're bothering go, me. Go you're have, bothering me. Go kid. have genocide on another coast. Yeah. Um, yes, I was just in the lovely motherland, Palm Springs, and when you pull in there, it's just miles of wind farms. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's an incredible wind farm there. Um, that's it's, it's just stunning. San and um, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. And everyone oh, has... San Jacinto, I think it is. So, everyone has solar panels because the sun never stops. Even yeah. at night, it's sunny in Palm Springs. So, so yeah, it, it can be done. In, the, in this article um, about Queensland, it, they said in 10 years, they think that 75% of all homes and 90% of all businesses uh, might have solar panels. Well, why isn't every roof, when you build a house... It, replete well, with uh, solar panels. It, it is expensive. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing. It's like it used to be like, you know, I have friends who had uh, put up solar panels and, and it, their cost to recoup it would happen like in 12 years or something yes. like that. They are expensive. But when yeah. you build new housing, sure. you should think that. Well, and right. also my sister now, like they said that they're, is they're, it's because it's gone down so much, it's going to take six years for them to recoup yeah. their costs. That's, that's a lot like, of money for poor people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And also, yeah, if you're... Um, if you're a, a slumlord and you're just creating, um, you know, apartment How dare buildings. you talk about my mother like that? Then you, she, she's, a no slum, she's a slumlord. Oh, yeah? That's yes. A, Florida, which is uh, the sunniest state, should have solar panels everywhere. But they're, they're not a fan because they're arch conservatives over um, there. I was mentioning this thing uh, earlier. Have you seen that, the, the meme for rolling coal? I didn't catch the podcast. I can't get it in my car when no, I'm driving. You need, you need wireless. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, rolling coal, where be- basically people are modifying their trucks, their diesel trucks, to so where it, it's burning diesel fuel right in the tailpipe, so that it just like spews out just giant clouds of black smoke. That's awesome. And then it's just like there, there are pictures of them like you know blasting a Prius with this black smoke. Everybody who is on the right of this issue should get on a plane and fly to Beijing, China. I don't know if you've if they've heard of that. It's the capital of. The biggest country in the world, and now the largest economy, and the largest city. Is it? I don't think it is the largest. I think. Oh, Shanghai is bigger, population-wise. I think like like some weird like Istanbul is even bigger, or some city. I'm like, where? Right. Uh? Anyway, go on. Uh, Beijing is gigantic, but Beijing has pollution like you cannot believe, and that it is from factories. It is from they they burn a lot of coal in China, and they also have they all have cars now, like like we did in the fifties, right. big big Buick boats, and um. What's that sound? Oh, it's me. <laughs> You're ass someone, wa- someone wants me. I was like, my phone never rings. I've been, um, and just see the quality of life. Just like realize four days into living there, you have to spit just to 
clear your throat of right. of of toxins and and soot and whatever. It's fucking gross. So, yeah, I know the government is is run by by oil, and that's why we continue to have oil. And it's probably the infrastructure is there. So that's why I she won't give up. It's it's Lance, Lance Mountain. Mountain. Where are you? Why aren't you? She doesn't know where you are. Why don't you make I I no. Um, but the quicker we ruin the earth and deplete the sources and have wars in parts of the world that I didn't even want to know over oil, the, the sooner we'll get to some sort of energy utopia. Um, what did you, how was your weekend then? <laughs> you want to go from well, no. the end of the world to uh, yeah, Palm yeah. Springs? Palm Springs is great if, like, you, if, you have the, if you have a chance. It has no reason to exist. It's like, it's like this... Gays and old people. Gays and old people in the desert just like getting leathery. In the middle of the desert, in the Coachella Valley, yeah. I believe. Uh, okay. I think so. All right. Because people stay there when they go to the Coachella Music Festival, which was not this weekend because people would have burst into flames Yeah. at nine at night going to see a concert. Uh, it's good. You know, it's very sleepy and quiet, and um, it's a, it's, it was formed by old blue hairs and old uh, Hollywood people like in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Bunch of it, it wasn't dry and hot enough here in Los Angeles. Yeah, well, they needed to get away from, uh, oh, my God, she's locked out of the house. Oh, she is? Well, she can come by here and get the keys. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, go and see her? Go and save her? No, the, the podcast comes first. Am I right, people? Um, anyhow, if somebody wants to go drive, uh, pick up Steve's keys and drive them over to Lance Mountain, <laughs> it'd be much appreciated. I may have to cut this early. What? Make I, her come here and get it. You know it. what? This is because we go through this all the time. She leaves the house. She's like walking the dog or something. Always take a key. Yeah. Always take a key. And she, oh, and she I, doesn't and, have any keys. No. And she's like, uh, uh, it's uh, my pantsuit, my little fucking Catwoman pantsuit, pantsuit I put on, <laughs> my superhero costume. It keeps, keeps me uh, <laughs> aerodynamic on the walks. There's no place for a key. Uh, that's really funny. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this may be my exit. Hold on. I'm getting text here. Oh this, my this, God. This is exciting. All right. This might end <laughs> really soon, but I've got so much stuff to talk about, Kruger. Well, um, she can't come here because she, I know, her, she I know. has no car keys. She, has, she well, has no... Tell her to walk to the um, dog park and sit there. But I'm sure she just did like an hour walk and now yeah. she's like, um, where, where Wait. are you? So she can bring her phone, but not her keys. Oh, yeah. The, fo- the phone does not... Can you please come back? Um, <laughs> this is really funny. Um, let, let's, oh, we should patch her in here. Um, if only I figured that out. Uh, what are you going to do, Steve? I don't know. All right. Stay for here for a little bit. <laughs> Let her sweat. Yeah. So, like, I'm on my way and just leave in an hour and a half. So what did you do while you were out there? Um, you sat by the pool. You throw the do- ball in the dog in the pool. I throw the, the ball in the pool for the dog. Uh, you do nothing, which uh, I had gone there as a younger man and I found dreadfully boring because there's really nothing to do there. Right. Um, and you just kind of float and think and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it is boring, but that's, when you get older, that's, uh, that's sort of what you want to do. You just kind of shut your brain down and, right. and you know, there's a lot of drinking. And was it just the two of you or did... Yeah, we rented like a little two-bedroom tiny house, but it had a pool. And, right. You know, it's, um, 
It's cheaper than a hotel in, in the long run because you can cook. Right. I cooked a lot. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, we went out. I, there's always there's some good hiking there, but it's too hot. Right. Uh, you can take like a tram to the top of some mountains, which is kind of a tourist ripoff. You kind of just you make these grandiose plans to do something, and then the fourteen margaritas and the pool and the hundred and eleven degree heat just kind of slows you down. I don't see. I don't see how that is desirable. Uh, well, if you get in the pool, you have to. But the pool's like piss warm, right? Oh yeah, it, it was a saltwater pool. It was great. It was like so. Uh, it was like being in your own pee. Yeah, it was like floating in urine. It was. Um, that was wonderful. All right. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to cut this show short today. Are you oh. serious because of her? Oh, see, this is why women are terrible. No. I'm well, kidding. now I have something really to hold over her head because I have told her, you can't leave the house without a key. Like, that's, well, I, how is she going to learn if you, if you just come running just back? make her sit there for two hours while we run our mouths? Just for 20 minutes. All oh, right, boy. it's up to you. You do what you want to do. Um, Eh, I'm trying to keep in the good graces of her. I'm I'm quite the nightmare. So, all right. God damn it. <laughs> we'll have a good show. Jesus Christ. I could come back. I won't. No, you will not come back. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Kruger. Um, we'll uh, see you next Tuesday, and I will just sit here talking, guys. It might be a short show this week, but um, uh, and Emily just never gets back to me. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Kruger, what do you think about that? She's not committed. Uh, all right. Well, I um, want to do this. And go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. So we're going to say your name. All right. So some uh, months ago, we did a... Uh, Indiegogo campaign and we got a lot of donors to help make this podcast happen and pay for all this equipment and get you guys stuff which I will get to you guys I promise um, and uh, this uh, we also had dedicated episodes so um, this episode if you donated a certain amount you would have an episode dedicated to you this episode is dedicated to Vincent Wong who's in Hong Kong where I guess they've had a bunch of protests um, and he writes in, and so I, um, sent him some softballs and I, he says, uh, hello Merps. Thank you so much for putting out the podcast. It gives me something to look forward to after work every Wednesday or something to stay up, um, uh, up late every Tuesday night. It took me a while. Um, my draft response, uh, was wiped out completely because of a phone switch. Anyhow, here are my responses to the softballs. So first one, I said, what is your favorite, um, breakfast? He said, not the healthiest, but it's certainly a very Hong Kong dish. Instant ramen served with a sunny-side-up eggs and two pieces of Spam. Uh, that's his p- comfort food of choice. I mentioned breakfast uh, because in Hong Kong they have great breakfast. You have uh, all these fantastic dim sum restaurants. And uh, instant ramen served with eggs and two pieces of Spam. That is a, an awesome, awesome breakfast uh, packed full of sodium. That's probably uh, my parents' favorite. Uh, they they love their spam. They love their eggs, and they love their ramen. I'm not a breakfast person, uh, but if need be, I do make a damn good uh, fried egg sandwich. 
And uh, tweet in, by the way, if you want to join in and uh, mention your favorite breakfasts or whatever your answers are to these softballs, that's at Nooner Dan Marty. And we um, do need some uh, mail sack questions. So that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I think the key to my egg sandwich is not to overcook the eggs and to um, put in grilled onions. And grilled onions make everything better. Uh, the next question had our, uh, was, what are your summer plans for fun? And he said, I would desperately want to take a break from work and just zone out to music while staring aimlessly outside the window. And hopefully I could stay up late enough to catch this morning show live. It might not be the general idea of fun, but it's good enough for me. Well, I think that's exactly what Kruger did, uh, except he was in 111 degree heat in the desert, zoning out, drinking margaritas. Um, I would rather stare outside the window than actually be outside in the 111 degree heat. I don't have any, I already had my summer fun. I took my cruise with my family. It was a lot of fun. I plan to spend the rest of the summer um, here in beautiful sunny Los Angeles. Um, yeah. What do you do? Have you guys taken your summer trips yet? What have you guys got going on? Um, and I guess Bill is on his summer fun right now and we'll find out. I don't know exactly. I'm, I know that he mentioned many times his trip on the show. I don't know where he went. Um, I think he went to Japan and, um, and let's see. I, the third softball I had was what um, what single work of movie, TV, or music, or literature uh, changed your life? And he says, I was asked the same question when I sat in a class of cultural studies for a bunch of high school kids. And honestly, I drew a blank. Well, you, had, you, had, you were asked then, and you were asked now, and you still couldn't come up with something? Um, that, that is... Uh, come on, Vincent, you got to, he came up short on that one. Uh, I would have to say, let's see there. <laughs> that's really funny. I'm, uh, I'm lambasting him for drawing a blank and I'm also drawing a blank. No, I, th- I think that there are been some great things. I think for me growing up, probably airplane was the, uh, the, one of the big game changers because, uh, I had never seen anything so absurdist in up uh, until that point. You know, I was what, I guess, twelve when that came out, and um, it was amazing. It was. Uh, every, I think it also still holds up. I'd never seen people break the fourth wall like that, I'd, um, and the visual gags, and then also just the commitment to the comedy of uh, delivered so deadpan. Um, Leslie Nielsen was amazingly cast in that and uh, that whole uh, Robert Hayes, uh, Julie, what's her name, uh, that love story was just, I mean, it was so absurd and and then the jokes were so funny and then I also knew, I had never seen, it was like a, a Mad Magazine uh, satire that brought to life, which I'd never seen before. And I, I think it changed comedy for, because um, I guess... Up until that point, there had been never been anything that wildly absurd, and of course, it spawned uh, just you know all the Naked Gun movies and uh, Hot Shots and all the Wayans Brothers movies. 
Um, and then I guess all the way up to who are the seltzer and whatever those crappy, uh, satire movies are. Um, I see normally I would hand it off to somebody so I could look it up, but you can tweet in. I don't know if anybody's tweeted in since, uh, I've been ranting by myself. Speaking of rant, I asked if, um, Vincent wanted a, a rant for Bill. Um, he says, uh, I'm catching up on Lost Planet 3 uh, so recently, so I deserve a late pass. Uh, Bill's performance is absolutely the highlight of the game. I don't know if Bill can rant on that. In any case, look forward to seeing more of him in the video game realm. Oh, that's so cool. Bill will be thrilled to hear that. Um, uh, I guess that's it for me. This is Vincent writing. I have a ton of questions for you all, um, but I guess I'll save it for the mail sack some other time. So thanks for the great podcast every Tuesday. Stay well and take care. Vincent from Hong Kong. Thank you so much, Vincent, for supporting us and also for uh, getting those uh, questions in for us. So um, uh, let's see. Lou writes in her favorite breakfast is Zaliang. I, I should know that because I'm Chinese. And and or the British classic buttered toast and Earl Grey, um, and then Darren says that uh, Shanghai is the largest city in the world with twenty four million people. Um, oh, and uh, Tyson says that this book, uh, Cosmic Trigger: The Final Secret of the Illuminati, is the the piece of literature that changed his life. Well, you know what. Tyson, you've been bugging us about getting uh, the phone working. I want to find out more about that. So we'll, we'll have to speak um, once I get my, uh, the, the Skype set up working so that we can find out exactly how that changed your life. Uh, so we will send out, there are still a few more people who are, are waiting for their uh, dedicated shows. So I'll get emails out to you guys and we'll get um, on that. I um, was trying to think of stuff to talk about, and I realized that uh, I was... You can do a reverse search of things that you've looked up on Google, and if ever you want to feel silly about yourself, um, you should just do a reverse Google search and find out. Uh, Here are some things that I've Googled. Uh, Which is stronger, vibranium or adamantium? And it turns out adamantium can cut vibranium. Uh, I don't really know the difference between the two, and I don't know how that came up in my head, but I Googled it because I could. Uh, Then I also Googled the Heineken brick bottle. I recommend everybody looking that up. Um, I guess some decades ago, some enterprising person at Heineken (laughs) found a a sort of solution to solve uh, the world... um, sort of the third world uh, construction problem by creating a beer bottle that could fit into itself um, and it was brick shaped. So you could basically make, you could lay uh, stacks of these beer bottles um, and form walls. And so you could make Heineken uh, brick bottle houses. And I think there are two still existing today. Uh, anyhow, it was a really neat idea because it was a sort of way to uh, recycle things, uh, these bottles directly into, uh, or repurpose them into uh, housing and also get people to drink more Heineken. Um, 
I would have built a Heineken house. Not that I like Heineken, but it would have been cool. Uh, let's see. I, I Googled Brett Domino. I encourage people to look him up on YouTube. He is a very funny uh, character that a comedian does where he, he does pop songs that are very silly. Uh, smoking in movies, the MPAA. That's something else I uh, Googled because um, I did another podcast that uh, for Stuck in the 80s. It's, a, it's a, a podcast out of Florida. And we did a podcast on Ghostbusters and I was struck that so many people were smoking in the first one and then first Ghostbusters and in the second one they weren't. And I guess the, um, I guess some people actually smoked at the time and they smoked in the movie and then they had quit smoking by the time the second movie came around. Um, but it turns out that the MPAA recently, uh, they, they control or they influence the amount of smoking in, uh, in movies, so they can't really fine anybody, but they can control it with a rating. So if you show smoking in a glamorous way, then they can ding you for that. And you know, if you get too many dings, you get a, a PG thirteen or an R, and that can affect your ticket sales. Uh, but so yeah, if you have a lot of people smoking or you glamorize smoking, um, then you will get dinged. Uh, and it is weird how when you see smoking in movies these days, it just really stands out, um, especially when you, only when you see a protagonist smoking. And it's weird how that's been demonized. And I guess it's a good thing, but I don't know. It's one of those vices that people have. Uh, then I, <laughs> I also Googled, can tramadol get you high? And uh, that's because I have they, a plethora of these muscle relaxants that for my dog who passed away last year or earlier this year and I don't know if there's anything fun to do with it I should have asked Steve because um, he would know such thing and then the last thing I googled was a uh, stick of truth on sale because I'm too cheap to pay retail for it uh, and uh, yeah so I'm waiting I guess there was a big valve uh, steam sale summer steam sale anyhow if any of you who game you know what i'm talking about steam is a video game platform that you can get on your computer and they every year they have big sales and the stick of truth was not on sale so uh, i will wait to um to buy that uh or, or unless somebody wants to let me know and to save my money uh and not uh buy that game if it wasn't any good al cairo tweets in smoke and mirrors by neil gaiman changed my outlook on life wow that's fantastic uh that's that's great uh disney's the black hole bothered the fuck out of me when i saw it in the theater at five years old that's what tyson said um did it bother the fuck out of you because the science was so wrong or did it bother the fuck out of you because there was a talking robot that was flying around uh or did it just scare you uh, the science, yeah, that, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson has come out and said that that is the most scientifically inaccurate science fiction movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Jenny Marie says, uh, just got back from seeing Deliver Us from Evil and Marty is alone for shame, Murps. You're a trooper, Mr. You. Uh, I feel like a chump. Uh, was the movie any good? I like the, I like a good demon movie. Um, 
And let's see, Peter uh, WG says, have you seen, um, oh, geez, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what this, he sent me a link to uh, Narragansett beer. Retro cans are back. Uh, Narragansettbeer.com. So they have retro cans coming back. Uh, and they are, he is going to see with his lady, a screening of Jaws, and with a, a six-pack of Narragansett beer. Um, and so Darren says that smoking rates of, among adults have halved in the last 30 years, and films have followed suit. Well, I don't know if that's, all, it, that's true around the world, and smoking is still huge, huge in Asia. So, um, and in fact, it's growing there, I believe. Um, you know, the... the I think that uh, Philip Morris and tobacco companies have sort of given up on the U.S. as a, as a big market, and they're focusing on um, other nations. Uh, but still, I think that it, it is, I don't know which, which, which is leading um, the other, whether uh, reducing smoking in movies is, is affecting people or vice versa, or I don't know. But it is um, a very a concerted effort to control uh, smoking on screen. But never mind, like, well, I guess they, they do with the same thing with drinking and drugs, too. But I guess it was not as looked down on um, as, uh, as much in the you know, 40s and 50s, the, the golden age of music. Um, let's see. So what summer movies are people looking forward to? All I, I know is I'm going to uh, uh, be first in line to see the new Planet of the, of the Apes movie. Um, and in fact, you know, so when I said that uh, Dan has been, was in Canada working on the show, he, he's in fact here, but he's working full-time on the show because they're in the writing stage of things and, and they're hiring people. So he's, he's working out of the office uh, full-time. Uh, here in LA, um, and will be leaving soon for uh, Canada once they start production. Um, I think that's will be uh, August, I think, and uh, he'll be there all the way through uh, the end of the year. Um, but we are hoping to see it together, and uh, we'll have a big, a full report on that next week. Um, and then, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm very much looking forward to, um, and also. Uh, Lucy is going to be a big movie. I'm, uh, I can't wait to see because um, uh, Luc Besson is is an absurd uh, filmmaker, and I, it, the premise is sounds like a, a like lim- limitless um, as done by Luc Besson as only Luc Besson can do. Uh, I got in a discussion this weekend ab- about Snowpiercer. I went actually did go see it in the theaters, and it it. It's better. People should see it in the theater. It's it's in wider re- release now, um, and to me, and I think I mentioned this last week. Like he, my friend, he couldn't get into it because he thought it was just ridiculous. But of course, it's ridiculous. It's a it's a comic book, and and it, it just it doesn't ever explain. And, and this is to its credit that it never explains why it's not. Um, why it's absurd, you know, it doesn't make excuses for, for that, and it just it just takes place in that world, and either you you believe that uh, you know there's a, a yellow brick road that leads to to Oz, or you don't, and um, 
so you know you just you it very early on it's very it's established that it doesn't take it doesn't um adhere to a lot of uh logic but and that's the fun of a comic book is just giving yourself over to the greater story and uh and and i believe my feeling is that marvel comics they spend too much time trying to make things make sense um and I don't really need it to make sense. I just need it to be cool and fun and awesome. Uh, oh, so um, Tyson says, what scared him about the black hole was the bloodless spinning blade death. Hell is on the other side or something like it. Um, and yeah, so Darren is with me. He says, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Guardians of the Galaxy are the ones that he's looking out for. Um Deliver Us From Evil was very supernaturally spooky, and Joel McHale is great. <laughs> would definitely recommend if you like this kind of flick. Says Jenny Marie, um, Joel McHale's biggest fan. Did I tell you, Jenny Marie, that I once did a commercial with uh, Joel McHale? He was, uh, he had this giant um, uh, makeup thing on that gave him giant ears, and the gag in the commercial was... Uh, like it was a, we were on a spaceship, and anytime anybody said anything, he would say what, and it was hilarious. He was very funny, uh, and yes, but he wasn't not. I mean, he was very funny, and he was very pleasant and nice, but he he was not um, the friendliest. But he wasn't a dick or anything. He just wasn't um, a warm and fuzzy guy, like some of the other people on the show, like the guy Jerry, who's the the uh, spokesman for uh, PlayStation. I, I, his name's, well, somebody can look it up, but um, I think his name's Jerry. Super nice guy. Couldn't have been, uh, he was on that on that commercial too. Uh, just a really, really sweet, genuine, generous, nice guy. Um, but a terrible actor. No, he's also a very funny actor. Uh, let's see. And then Tyson says that, uh, Gandhi and Koyana Skatsi were very influential to him. So he has a, Tyson has basically a whole, like, you could teach an entire class based on the stuff that you've um, given us today. Uh, I am going to um, go straight to, uh, let's see, here we go. This is oh, so hard to do it by, by myself. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. All right. First emails from JJ Tantillo. Tantillo? Tantillo. Uh, a faithful listener who just who writes in and says, what takes so long to post new episodes? And that's a fair, uh, fair, fair cop. Um, like I said, HBO um, in England has sort of set the whole technical team uh, in a different direction. So I think some things have been a little slow, but we will um, we will make sure everything gets posted. Uh, normally, it's faster. So, uh, but I'll double check on everything. And uh, Drake writes in, "Well, Merps, I've set the date uh, for a trip to Texas." It's in nine days from when I wrote this email. This is July 5th. Um, for those of you who don't remember, Drake lives in, I think, in Arkansas, and he has a, a long-distance relationship that is sort of blossoming with someone in Texas. 
And so he says, I hope to use podcasts, uh, including this one, to aid me on my drive and keep me entertained. Well, wish me luck, friends. Bill was very, very uh, anti-long-distance relationship. Um, and I... But I think... Look, Drake is young. He's um, excited. They're, these are... And the other thing is, why not? Why not just... Like, you should have realistic expectations about it. But why not just, like, it's better to go and, and experience it and, as opposed to um, spending the rest of your, you know, your life wondering, well, what, what if, why, why didn't I do that? And, why, yeah, why not? You're, if there, especially if you're not um, sacrificing other opportunities, um, that are closer and, and, or, you know, if you're ignoring something that's right there for you, then that's bad, but, uh, you might as well go and, and see what it's like. And it sounds like this person, you guys are getting, you guys get along, you guys are attracted to each other. Sure. And, but please Drake, let us know how it goes. Cause we will, we are all dying to know. And, um, unless, you know, unless you don't want to, but, uh, we're at least, at least here in, in the lair, we are waiting to hear how things go. So good luck with that. Um, and then Peter WG writes in, <laughs> he says, morning all, or potentially just Marty. Well, just me. Uh, what random softball, what was the most fun you had on a set or job? Thanks. Well, interestingly enough that it was that commercial that I was just talking about with, um, uh, with what's his name, Joel McHale and Jerry and, uh, a couple other really funny people. It was for the cartoon network. I might've mentioned it on the show before. Um, and it was like the fun thing. The, the reason I became an actor is because it's fun to just make believe and pretend and act like an idiot. And that's exactly what this show, this, this commercial was. It was a promo for the, um, for duck Dodgers, the, the, uh, Daffy duck character. I guess they were doing a, some sort of series. And so they had a live action thing where we were interacting, interacting with, uh, animated bits and so we're on this spaceship, and it was a total ripoff of you know the Enterprise, and I was the Sulu character, and and Joel McHale was a Spock character with a with the big fake ears, so there, there was nothing. It was very transparent like that. Um, but we all got to wear fun costumes, and I got to keep mine, and that's what I use for my um, for every Halloween. It's fitting less and less as the years go by, uh, and then. It was also really fun because we got to do, uh, they, they had like uh, the whole like lean to the left as we were getting attacked by proton torpedoes or photon, I don't forget what they called them. And so we would lean to the left and then sparks would fly and, you know, sh- smoke would spew out and like styrofoam beams would fall on us and then lean to the right. And that is just the, the funnest thing. So uh, I, I did actually get burned by the, the sparks, but... Um, totally worth it. Uh, the, it was the least I've ever been paid on an acting job, but it was by far the most fun. And the other thing was, um, so we got to, it was at uh, Universal Studios. And so we're out there just eating our shitty lunches because it was a low budget thing. And then like these, uh, these trams would go by and, and of tourists and they're like, you know, I felt like, um, you know those old cartoons, or you know, or those photos back in the the '40s, when you'd see like people extras dressing up at the, you know, dressed in their Civil War gear, sitting next to the the 
monster, you know, at the commissary. That's basically what we were doing. And uh, so, super fun. It, that was living the dream. If every day could be like that, that much fun, I would, uh, my life would be a lot better. Uh, so excellent question, Peter. Thank you for that. Enjoy Jaws with your lady and your beer, not unpronounceable six-pack of beer. Uh, and then, let's see, Merps. This is from Darren. Merps, this weekend was 25 years since the Seinfeld Chronicles was broadcast, gaining a 10% share on a Saturday. Also, Do the Right Thing was out. 25 years later, Spike Lee was directing remakes and Seinfeld has a web series. Thoughts? Feelings? And then, for old time's sakes, he adds the, the postscript, fuck Cleveland. That was a terrible Darren. I apologize. I will do better next time. I am by myself, and I'm losing my shit. Uh, I was never a big Seinfeld fan. I, I mean, I know it was funny, and it was well-written, but I just I, I thought they were all kind of dicks, and uh, so I didn't really like them, uh, And which is weird, because I found uh, the... Uh, the Larry David show, very funny, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, I guess that show's still on. Uh, it's on a semi-permanent hiatus. Uh, bec- but it's the same type of humor. Um, but for some reason, I I found Larry David much more interesting than the members of the Seinfeld uh, crew. I know I'm in the minority here, and I probably should sit down and watch the whole thing. But, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a great show. And uh, Spike Lee, it, he did do the right thing. That was a great movie. Uh, now he's directing remakes. Seinfeld has a web series. I mean, Seinfeld made, you know, when he, he and Larry David, when they sold the syndication rights, this is, this is beyond their salary and their, what they get for residuals. Uh, so, which is already enough to, to last you a lifetime. Um, so, just on uh, giving the rights for other TV stations to rebroadcast their stuff, um, the, the show that they created, uh, each of them made $225 million, uh, which is just like that buys you a lot of fucking Ferraris and a, a nice garage to put them in, which is exactly what... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld did. Um, but if you have that much money, then there's nothing motivating you to making more money. Uh, but that doesn't mean you need to stop being creative. And I think that for him, you know, he is a, he's a huge lover of comedy. So his, his uh, driving in cars and drinking coffee, that, that web series he does, which I guess is sponsored by Acura, um, is examining comedy and it's something that he loves to do and he gets to drive cars and it's something he loves to do. Like, why not do that? And why not talk with like, because he is who he is, he gets people like Louis C.K. and Sarah Silverman to talk about stuff. And, um, so he should absolutely like, I think that's great. Like to be able to do, spend your day and, doing something you love and not having to worry about money. That's like, that's the, what we all aspire to do. I think, uh, that's what I would love to do. I wouldn't mind doing this every day, but it doesn't, uh, I, sorry. I mean, not your fault because you, you all uh, gave to the, uh, Indiegogo thing, but just does not pay the rent fully. Um, so yeah, I, I think that I'm all for that. As for Spike Lee, uh, 
I mean, Spike Lee doesn't just direct uh, remakes. Um, he he did Old Boy, which is a terrible movie, uh, and yeah, it, it's streaming on Netflix if you want to see how terrible it is. Uh, the the remake that he did. Um, I think that he he tries. I just don't think he's a very good director. I I think he's a also a terrible, a, an even worse writer. Uh, so I think that combination uh, when you it just leads to just worse and worse uh, movies. But that said, you know, he, he's also, having made Do the Right Thing and, and made a, a couple really good movies, and, and The Inside Man was a great movie, or, you know, a solid thriller, um, and having made movies where he, he could, uh, he made some money off them, it lets him do these passion projects, and maybe, I don't think Old Boy was a passion project, but he's he does um, you know he's been done a bunch of documentaries, and he does uh, some interesting television shows as a producer, and like to be able to have that clout where you get to pursue things that are meaningful for you, um, yeah, more power to him. Just you know, I'm you're probably not going to get my my money, um, so. Yeah, but it's a good question. There's one more email here. Um, hold on. This is going to take... A, oh, wait. No, we have two more. Um, Jenny Marie wrote in, but... Uh, sorry, guys. This is just going to take... This is you, you will all be really happy about this one. Um, and then I'll get to Jenny Marie's. But uh, this person writes in and says, uh, Hey, you guys and gal. Just wanted to say hey and send you one of the mashups I've been working on lately. Well, who would send us a mashup? Um, hope you enjoy this and be ready to do your best Carlton Banks dance. This one is a mashup of a drum and bass song, System Check by uh, Brocky and, and Ed Solo, and It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. I'll be sending you a recorded message soon. Miss you all. Your fellow Merp, Jam Master James Franco Jr. from Sacktown. Thank you so much, James. Um, I hope you're doing well. And uh, yes, I think... The fact that you're creating awesome music will is um is a good thing. That's some indication that things are going well. Uh, but we look forward to your um your uh, recorded message. In the meanwhile, here's a little taste of system check. System check. Stay calm. System check. System check. Frequency test. Base 37 hertz. Base 44 hertz. Base 55 hertz. Base 65 hertz. That base hertz. Low pass filter. I guess this is the, this is the Tom Jones part. I think. High pass filter. Definitely. Sixty-two to thirty-three hertz. Left speaker, right speaker, phase test, test, test. System check. Frequency test. Test. 
I think we have our new summer jam. That is that is awesome. That is like um, that is vodka and Red Bull right there in a song. Uh, thanks, James. That was awesome. I I you should let us know where uh, people can pick that up. Um, I guess do you have a SoundCloud? Let us know, and we uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Please, please, please send us in a message. And if I ever get the phone thing working, we'll work on that. The big problem with the phone thing is I'm trying to figure out how to um, work in the the um, Skype into the the soundboard and work that out. But I'll you know what I, I'm sure that somebody on the internet has figured this out, and I should just do a Google search and uh, then laugh about it when I do a, a backward search. Well, never mind. All right. I'm losing my mind here, people. Uh, but thank you for listening. We've got one more email here from, uh, let's see, Jenny Marie writes in, uh, good luck to Drake with his long-distance relationship. It's a brave new world, and there are so many new ways to experience special people. I'm all for it. Uh, did you discuss the potato salad Kickstarter? We were just about to get to that. Uh, so... Yes, and by the way, Jen Marie is totally right. She has been in a long-distance relationship uh, with someone in the Wales uh, for six years, I think she said, um, something like that. And yes, you can absolutely make it work. And just be, just Skyping alone makes it so much uh, easier. I mean, it's not the same thing as living with someone or being around somebody, but it is something. And um and you can also also just yo them. Just get your yo app and just yo back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So there's a uh, Kickstarter. You know they have very s- tight rules about how you can raise money. Um, and they also uh, so the, but recently they sort of loosened them. So um, you you don't necessarily need to. I forget exactly what it was, um, but. Uh, Anyhow, the this guy basically said, "I just want to make. I want. He, I'm looking for ten dollars. This is a guy in Columbus, Ohio, to um, make pay, potato salad. And then the reward was if you got yourself there um, to Columbus, Ohio, you could uh, partake in the potato salad. And he did warn you that he's never made potato salad, and um, so it probably might not be that good." But you are welcome to join him if you and I. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the thing right now, and yeah, all if you pledge two dollars, you get a photo of him making the potato salad, and a thank you. And then, um, oh yeah, three dollars or more, uh, you get a bite of potato salad. But I think you have to make it. Yeah, get 
there yourself. Uh, anyhow, the, if you go on the, the Kickstarter page, um, just do a search for potato salad. So he's had like 68 people. See, I'm doing it wrong. I should have forgotten this stupid podcast business and done macaroni salad. Uh, yeah, you get a recipe book for if you give $50 or more, um, along with all the photos and potato salad. Uh, that is crazy. So, and 68 people have given $50 or more. Uh, and <laughs> that is fan-fucking-tastic. Well, good for you, uh, fellow, who um, has... Oh, by the way, he asked for $10. That was his goal. And his uh, donations are up to $40,000. 3,700 people are, have... Oh, I'm sorry. It's just went up to 3,779 people have donated $40,000 uh, $40,333, and there's still 24 days to go. So please, by all means, donate to Zach Danger Brown so he can eat potato salad. Uh, this is one of those glorious things um, about the internet, and obviously this is not going to be a... Uh, this is not going to change the internet, and it's not... like People aren't all of a sudden going to be making... Uh, cold uh, side dishes as a career, but uh, it's a funny little anomaly that is going on and I'm just pissed off that I didn't think of it first because I could use some potato salad and I can't afford to make it myself. Uh, let's see. Yes, so quick question. is uh, their t-shirts? Yes, I'm going to finalize the... Um, I, I'll get a firm date, but we'll get some t-shirts. I, I'll send out also for sizes. Uh, the t-shirt things are, that is happening. Um, the Let's see, uh, Olivia, who's um, working on the design, she is uh, on vacation now, and also I haven't emailed her. I've been, I've been bad about this, but um, I will get on it, and we'll get uh, to that. And by the way, if you want to hear uh, James's SoundCloud um, or get to his SoundCloud page that Tyson has posted that on Twitter and I assume on uh, the uh, Tumblr page as well. So, um, and it, it was awesome. Thank you so much, James. Um, you know, guys, I, I don't know uh, what, let's see. Oh, yeah, I guess what we were trying to finalize for the T-shirts were the, the uh, what the hashtags would be on the back. So we've got wonderful pink ascot, pretentious ding, fuck Cleveland, listless masturbation. And I think there are a couple more. So if you want to remind me, um, last chance, we're going to lock those down so we can get these t-shirts made. I also want to make sure that they're good and find a, uh, a place that will make them, uh, um, with, you know, out of solid t-shirts that, uh, we can turn around quickly and cheaply and get them out to you. Uh, maybe, hmm. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to end this a little early. I apologize. It's just a little bit daunting for me to be here by myself. Oh, I do want to, yeah, so if you want to hear me on, uh, do that other, um, podcast on Ghostbusters, uh, it's on, uh, Stuck in the 80s. I don't think it's gone live yet, but it'll come up this week. Um, but one thing that was funny, so it was, basically it's a, a retro podcast, and we were talking about Ghostbusters. And I basically said that Ghostbusters was 
funny because of Harold Ramis and when he got involved because Dan Aykroyd, I, I think Dan Aykroyd's great, um, but I don't, I don't think he's the funny part of, like if you see that movie, he's the least funny person in that movie. Um, and he sort of, uh, he's the guy who provides all the exposition and explains the rules of how you catch ghosts with your proton packs and yada, yada, yada. Um, Oh, see, I did get something from Seinfeld. Uh, but it, it started as Dan Aykroyd's idea. He, he wrote the f- original screenplay, and he, he, I think it was called like Ghost Smashers, I think was his original title for it, um, which is pretty funny. And, uh, and because he also comes from a family of who, like, uh, they're... He, a family of supposed psychics and ghost talkers. Like his, his grandfather tried to use the radio to talk to ghosts. So he's a bit of a crackpot in, in that sense. And I think that you, if you want to hear more, he was interviewed on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast and he talks about his ghost history. Um, but, and so we were, we were talking about whether we believed in ghosts. And, and by the way, if you believe in ghosts, uh, I'll be on for a couple more minutes. Um, uh, that's at Nooner Dan Marty. Or, or if you have a good ghost story, I would love to hear it. And here's how I know that, well, in my own mind, uh, I had a, a ghost sighting, but here's how I know it wasn't real. So I was probably uh, five years old, and I was camping out in my bedroom. Um, basically, there was like a little nook that I just set up my all my bedding, and uh, it was just a something fun you do when you're five years old and just sleep somewhere else. Uh, and in the middle of the night, I woke up and like where, where there was a wall in front of me, it was just this long stony cavern and um, it just, it just extended way, way down. And like coming at me were these two like ghost creatures. And I just like, I was just petrified and I woke I mean I woke up I was wide awake and I was staring like like a dimensional hole had opened up in front of me and coming for me were Count Chocula and the ghost the booberry ghost and I was just started screaming at the top of my lungs and my parents came and rescued me from that dimensional hole but the fact that it was uh these uh, General Mills uh, characters. <laughs> that was exactly how I knew that it was just a figment of my imagination. Unless, unless somehow General Mills had slipped something in uh, to my cereal, or they were actually uh, creating dimensional holes in my wall to um, further sell their products. Uh, that could be very likely. Uh, let's see, last two tweets. Well, January, that's so nice saying that I did a great job flying, flying solo. I did an okay job flying solo. Yes, Mark, I am flying solo. We're ending early today. My apologies uh, to everybody. We will plan better for next week. Uh, it was just a little bit of hard when people don't respond to my emails. And Oh, but... Next week, we're going to try to have Dan uh, in for, or at least maybe on the phone. I don't know. We're just going to try to get him in just for a couple minutes. Uh, he, Like I said, he's working on iZombie and uh, full-time, so his time is very, very limited. Uh, and then 
hopefully Bill will be back. I, I think he's returning back, but I don't know what his schedule is. Um, and you can catch him in Jersey Boys playing the bass in a couple numbers there. Uh, so thank you guys so much for putting up with this. Uh, it's um, Oh, and by the way, if you missed uh, Kruger, he was here earlier for like five minutes maybe, but then uh, Lance Mountain had locked herself out of the house, so he had to go rescue her. So that's, uh, if you have a problem with Steve not being here, blame Lance Mountain, as we should on everything that bad that happens in this world. Uh, please, everybody, get your ghost stories or ma- emails to um, at new, I'm sorry, noonerpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read them in the mail sack. I will, uh, here's what I'm going to, my job this week is to finalize the t-shirts and find a uh, place that will make them and get your sizes and then we'll have more dedicated episodes and I will have more people next week and um, tweet us at Nooner Dan Marty Tumblr. Thank you guys uh, to Tyson and uh, Darren for um, getting the Tumblr up. That's tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com Oh, and geez, people are tweeting in at the last minute. Uh, and we will see you next Tuesday. Oh, also, if you're still listening, I'll, I'm going to try to track down those missing that missing podcast. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Yeah.